Hello, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante, and today we're bringing you something a little different. Uh, we started this podcast earlier this year, and, and we've had 21 very exciting episodes with very exciting guests. In addition to that, though, we've been doing a few uh, little mini episodes for social media with some of you, the listeners. Those have been really cool, but we have to keep them short for social media. So I figured as a way of, uh, you know, celebrating Thanksgiving, we can do a little compilation of some of those mini episodes in an extended format uh, so we can really let the conversation go. So today I'm bringing you four clips of uh, me talking to listeners just like yourself about the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life. We're going to start out with my friend Louis Cruz. He's a music theory PhD candidate professor over at Rutgers University. He and I got our master's together at Hunter College studying music. I gave up on the academic thing, but he kept going and he's got some great insight into the flamingos. I only have eyes for you. So let's check it out. Okay. So what is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? I only have eyes for you and specifically by the flamingos. It really is. And it's such an odd song when you really take a moment to listen to it. It seems to keep popping up in things, in commercials, in movies. And I was just looking today at the, the list of things it's in. And, um, you know, there is something in common with a couple of these things, which is slow motion. Okay. I was looking at the Bronx Tale. Uh, there's actually like an acapella group that sings it in the movie, so it's not the exact version of the song but uh you know it's a guy who's falling in love with a girl and they see each other and it's in slow motion there's an alexa commercial that's been out recently where it's the same kind of thing it's a sort of slow motion uh scene from this couple's past and then you see them in the present day dancing to it again alexa playing i only have eyes for you it's our favorite song so everything that goes into it just kind of fits that bill like slow motion or just the this, this space in it's really this sort of interesting. Yeah. You know, if I can get in, put my music theory hat on, right? <laughs> uh, there is this constant C major chord that goes throughout the whole song. There's other chords in it changing underneath, right? So you start out with this C to B flat major chord thing going on. And you hear this C major chord just ringing out above it. And then as the song progresses to more, to new chords, you still have this C major chord going on. And it starts to really, in my mind, attach to the lyrics. It's this recurring idea that I only have eyes for you, meaning like I'm fixated on you and I can't move my eyes off of you to any other thing. And, and in the song, there's lyrics like, I can't see anyone but you. And he asks, are the stars out tonight? I don't know if it's cloudy or bright, right? It, it's this moment like that, that I, I can't, you know, get away from you. And to me, that's that C major chord. And it just makes this whole song like really ties everything together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's this like kind of tunnel vision uh, musically. It's like keeping 
that uh what do you call it like it's a, a pedal tone but it's on top does that have a different yeah i guess i would call it a pedal chord right. i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's different uh arguments about what to call that but everyone kind of agrees that that there's this sort of separation yeah. right that there's this underlying harmony and then this one harmony that's consistent yeah. and and there's always the argument of like which one are you really hearing as you know the main chord right, right? And then other questions like, you know, what key is this song in? The song is mostly in C major. Um, there's this interesting bit at the end. It really sets up at the end, like you're going to end in F major. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how much music theory we want to get into, two, five, one progression, whatever, G minor, C major. But that's what it does. It sort of sets up this momentum, right? That you're going from the G minor chord, the C chord, that's your dominant chord, the tension chord. Yeah. And it goes from... C7, seventh chord tension to just C. It never makes that right. to the F major. And so it's just this idea that it just keeps going in this C major vibe, even though there's all this other stuff happening, right? There's the, the moon and the stars are all around. It's, you know, my, my world could be in, in, F major, so to speak, but like you're right here and you're C and I cannot take my eyes off of you. So I just think it's such a really cool song for that. You know, it's got, it's got layers to it. So yeah, I just, I, 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 I can't take my ears off of the song. That's kind of how it is Beautiful. for me. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad to be here to talk some music. Next up is Ruth, a.k.a. Evening Crickets, who actually you may remember was a guest on one of our full-length episodes, episode 14, where she talked about Night Shift by Lucy Dacus. We had her stick around to talk about another song, this one by Mr. Harry Styles. So, hey, what is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? The greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life is Satellite by Harry Styles. Choice. Yeah, you know, it's a solid one. I really wasn't expecting to like this song off the album, and now I'm very obsessed with it. I love the vocal line. It's so sweet at the beginning. The lyrics are very interesting. I think everyone sort of felt this way at one point in their life, where they feel like they're a burden to someone, but they just want to be there for them. So like a satellite floating around. Uh, I love the imagery, too. I think that's fantastic imagery. Also, love so many of the vocal effects. Like in the song, there's a vocal effect where his voice gets deeper, and then it gets higher, almost as if the vocal line is like rotating like a satellite, which oh, I think yeah. is so cool. And then of course the slamming drums that come in once the song opens up. I, that is so exciting to me. And I really can't wait to hear Sarah Jones play it live later this year. Yeah, I love that part when it happens and all the vocal ad libs. They're so fun. So delicious. <laughs> cool. This is like really stands out. I think for me on the album, because especially like that first half is so yeah. like spacey and synthy mm -hmm. and and you know he really lets it be like weird and psychedelic for a while which is yeah cool. absolutely i also love that it's this one is one of those like cinematic songs that really like draws you into an intimate moment and then just bursts forth and like gets bigger and bigger and bigger i love it do you have a favorite lyric from the song <gasps> uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry to cause stress <laughs> no it's okay i mean i just keep thinking about the like 
wishing I could be there for you lyric. Mm -hmm. And like, I love how he takes that. And like, it's, it's just different pieces of that throughout. So like the ad lib is like a piece of that or whatever. Um, I mean, also who doesn't love a lyric about doing cocaine, you know, like (laughs) sharing a line together, who doesn't love that? So, you know, since we're talking about it, what do you think of Harry's house overall? I really love Harry's house. I think I was expecting this to be like, all right, we're going to delve into what the pandemic was and we're going to understand ourselves, you know, and instead it's this very like introspective album that's very atmospheric. So like I, this album is going to be playing in the background of like every moment, you know, it's going to be the one that you play while you're making dinner, the one that you play while you're getting ready for prom or, you know, like it's going to be, I think in the fabric of people's lives, which I really love. Um, And I think makes it really special in a different way from his previous stuff. Um, But I, I'm really obsessed. I can't believe it only came out like a few weeks ago. It feels like I've always had this music, you know, like, but yeah, I'm, I'm really loving this new album. Yeah. I think in that way though, it does feel like a pandemic album, right? It feels very like a little isolated, like you said, introspective and like Mm -hmm. almost weirdly, this doesn't really make sense, but like (laughs) it kind of reminds me of the vibe of Bo Burnham's inside, right? Like not funny Mm. or, or silly like that, but like in a very sort of, it, has a lot of experimentation and stuff, but it also kind of feels claustrophobic and um, self-reflective, you know? This, yeah. I think, I mean, self-reflection, we all went through some sort of like personal renaissance, I think during like the stay-at-home pandemic order. Yeah, I think, I don't know what I was expecting. I think from like, the album artwork, you know, like he's alone in a room and everything's upside down. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That was the pandemic. You know, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And then we get this album that's just incredibly close to the heart, you know, like and incredibly introspective. So I, I don't know. I think in that way, I was slightly unexpected, you know, how like intimate it felt. But yeah, like you said, it is very like almost suffocating with how intimate it is and how like, I don't know, almost confessional in some areas, I think. But yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking about Satellite. Totally. Thank you for having me. Next, we go across the pond to Charity Stowe, a singer-songwriter from England. We are an international show, everyone. Charity talks to us about a song from an artist I had never heard of before, but it's very great. Okay, so what is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? I think um, I finally decided after long deliberation, um, I've picked Weights and Measures by a band called Dry the River. Okay, so I actually, I'm not familiar with the song, so please tell me everything about it. When did you first hear this song? Do you remember? Yeah, I think I first heard it when I was probably early teens maybe 14 or 15 I remember specifically being in the car and like my mum or dad leaving to go do something and I would blast this out and sing along to it and it was just one of those songs that even now when I listen to it when I was trying to decide what to pick I listened to loads and loads of songs and that this is the first one that gave me goosebumps and I thought well that's that (laughs) I don't have to think about it anymore that's that decision made Um, and I haven't actually listen to this band for a a good few months I like to kind of have a bit of a break in between when I listen to musicians so it was nice to listen to it with fresh ears and and decide again that it it deserves to be my my favorite song yeah is it something about the lyrics or the production or the songwriting you know is there something in particular that really connects with you yeah I think it's literally everything all every, every time I think about it every aspect of it is just hits the right notes and I think 
the music behind it is so spine tingly and it's so dramatic that it, it really hits you really hard and it makes you understand the lyrics so much better and I love it when songs do that that the lyrics are there and obviously you can hear what they're saying but the music makes you understand them so much more and the music makes you understand what the singer is feeling and how those lyrics make them feel so I think that's probably the main bit is the the instrumentation behind it yeah yeah well but you know just because I'm not as familiar with it you know you're talking about how like the production and the the music really explains the lyrics or, or brings out that meaning like what does the song mean to you well, the the chorus is, I was prepared to love you, never expect anything of you. So it's kind of almost like a heartbreak song, kind of, I was prepared to you know, give you everything and, you know, it didn't work out in the end. And it's kind of that, I think that's, that's why the instrumentation means so much because you can, when you listen to the music, you can feel your heartbreak as you're listening to it and you can feel the anger and the, the despair, but also that really strange emotion that I'm sure many of us have had where you're, you know, feeling love for someone, but also all of those anger and despair as well at the same time. So it's, it's almost a very confusing thing to feel. And I think this song kind of sums it up really well. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me on. And last, but certainly not least, we have a listener, Haley, who reached out to talk to us about one of my favorite songs, Mbop. By Hanson. Okay, so what is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? Greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life is Mbop by Hanson. Such a good pick. It's, it's an obscure pick, I feel like, but... Yeah, well... I mean, I, these, I this is maybe just like calling myself old, but for me, that was like ubiquitous for a very long time uh, on the radio and everywhere. That's actually kind of like how I found the song was Will Smith did a dramatic reading on like a radio station. And I had this friend like back in high school where she would just quote that all the time. And I was like, what are you quoting? <laughs> so I looked it up and I'm like, these are lyrics to a song so then I like asked my mom about it and I was like have you heard this song before and she's like it's the best song ever like you need to listen to it and she's like no you don't need to just listen to it you need to watch the music video so I was like okay so I'm sitting there watching the music video and I'm just like this truly is the greatest song I have ever heard I was like oh my gosh wow that's so amazing I mean (laughs) what do you think it is about it I just think it's just like a very nostalgic feeling. It's truly like one of those summertime songs. If anyone wanted me to describe music from the 1990s, I would play them And then when you really like break down like the lyrics of the song, like it actually has a like, deeper meaning than just mbop right. I just I just love it. It just always puts me in a good mood. I love the nonsense lyrics because I think it's like it has this like trying to describe the indescribable. You know, it's like the yeah. li- lyrics couldn't do it justice, this feeling we're trying to convey. So we got to just bop no. it, you know? <laughs> no, and it was, it was perfect. Like, everything they did about it was absolutely, like, perfect. It's gotten to the point where if I'm out with friends, I'm like, I need to play a song. I need to play a song. And it's always bop. And they're just like, what do you, what is this? What? And I'm like, no, no, just, just feel it. Just feel it in your soul. Yeah. It, it really is my favorite song. Like, I'm in a bad mood. I will just play it. But... I was all like, 
is that really the greatest song you've ever heard? And I was like, well, you know, like Defenseless by Louis Tomlinson's like freaking fantastic. And then like Harry's House just came out and there's like a bunch of great songs on there. I was actually like raised on like a bunch of music. And so it was all like, okay, but what about like this song by the Rolling Stones? Or what about like this song by the Beach Boys? Or like this song by Bowie? Like it was like really hard. I'm like, no, no, it's yeah. not. That's the thing is like sometimes when, when we do like the full episodes on the podcast, people really stress out about it. And sometimes people just know, like, it's just that first gut instinct of like, what is that song, yeah. you know? Cause yeah, I could pick 20 or 30 songs that perfectly fit that phrase. But like, at the end of the day, I just know it's call me maybe like, that's just in my heart, you know? Absolutely. Like that is, that is also probably one of the greatest songs I've ever yeah. heard. Like fantastic. Um, have you seen like the new season of stranger things or any stranger yeah, things yeah, at yeah, all? Yeah. So, you know, like the big thing is like what song would save you from Becca and everything. And so I texted my sister that and she had like the perfect answer for her. And I'm like, that's not helping because I couldn't figure it out. And so I was like, is it Mbop? Is Mbop the song that's going to help me? And so I told her that. And she's like, that's an awful song choice. You need to pick one up with like a build, like like a really good bridge. And I'm like, yeah, I what think it is. is. I think you're like running through the Vecna curse. It's got like that section in the bridge with the DJ scratches. And that's how yeah, you get Yeah, that's it what up. I was yeah. thinking. I was like, it's that part, that part right there. And she's like, no, no, I'm like, no, you just need to, you just need to visualize it. But, and no um, shame in that. That's, it's a great song. It's a perfect song. It, it's a perfect song. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about Mbop. Of course, I will talk to anyone about Mbop. That's not even like a joke. (laughs) Well, there it is, folks. Some extended interviews with you, our listeners, our friends, our family. We are so, so appreciative of everyone who listens to the show, who shares the show, who talks about it, who hates it, but listens anyway. Uh, It means so much to us. And in this season of uh, thanks and reflection, we're happy to put out this little compilation If you are a listener to the show and you want to record a little interview with us about the song that makes you scream, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life, please reach out uh, on social media or send us an email at greatsongpod at gmail.com. That's GR number eight. Uh, And hopefully we could do a little compilation like this again. Uh, I also just want to send a sincere thanks one more time to everyone who listens to Catherine and Izzy who helped me make this show to Skylar Spence whose song Kratos and Love is our theme music and one more time to you guys the listeners we have some exciting shows coming up for the rest of the year and then hopefully even more next year and uh, I hope you have a lovely holiday